Good morning. So, I was uh, getting ready this morning, and uh, my daughter was asking me, like, was, I was saying, uh, Daddy, Daddy, what kind of creature are you going to be? Creature? Yeah, what kind of creature are you going to be? My wife had told her that I was going to be preaching this morning, and so she <laughs> said, Daddy's going to be the preacher. <laughs> so... Ah, awesome. It's working. So, understand, I was, I was asked to talk about baptism this, this, um, this morning, and in uh, researching it and, and, and looking into this topic, I thought, you know, at first that, oh, I know what this is about. I can easily explain this. And uh, what I found is that it's a little more uh, complicated than I expected. And this is a topic that has a lot of uh, internal debate within the church. There are a lot of um, denominations that have completely different viewpoints. Uh, I'm going to ask that we have our hearts open to God this morning. I'm going to do a prayer right now. Heavenly Father, I would just ask this morning um, that... uh, uh, your, your teaching and, and understanding, Lord, would be uh, in our hearts. Uh, I pray that uh, as we understand uh, the importance of, of baptism and uh, that uh, uh, you would just help give us eyes to see this morning and, and that we would be encouraged and excited. Uh, I ask this uh, in your name. Amen. So, what is uh, baptism? Well, I, I thought a good place to start was to break it down. And so we're going to, sometimes the English language can get in the way uh, in our translation. So what I'm going to start with is baptize is an untranslated word. Um, It comes from, uh, in the Greek, it it was, uh, the the word baptismal uh, uh, was brought into the English without translation, and the O was dropped from the end of the word, and then the English E was added. That's how we get baptize. And as you can see, uh, as you can see here, there's no confusing the meaning of the word. It's a total immersion, uh, uh, typically in water, but it's not a sprinkling or a dousing. This is, this is uh, a, a full-on to dip. And, this is, uh, and when I was looking for uh, you know, pictures to show you about baptism, I had a little bit of trouble uh, finding it. So you, can, you see there's... That's, that could be a baptism. That's kind of immersion. There's, there's, you know, examples. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, that looks like baptism. But I think what we're looking for is more uh, uh, the picture that comes from, uh, from Jesus. And a great verse that I think encapsulates what we know about uh, baptism is, is this one. Uh, Romans uh, 6.3. I love what the way the message puts this. Uh, that's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. And when we are raised out of the water, it is like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world uh, by, our, uh, light-filled by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace-sovereign country. And this is, this is actually very exciting when you think about it. I know uh, we're going we're gonna to be doing some baptisms later 
Um, and, and for those of you who are going to be doing the baptism, this is, this is exciting. And the reason is baptism is your very first uh, 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 time to preach the gospel. If you think about it, this is your first time to preach the gospel. Um, when you're um, uh, thinking of baptism, you, uh, when you're standing in the water, it's like you're like Christ on the cross, you know, uh, um, that you're dying on the cross. That's the symbolic uh, um, uh, gesture. And when you are lowered into the water, you are being buried in the tomb. Uh, and then when you are raised out of the water, you, you symbolize Jesus rising from the dead. This is, uh, uh, and you're doing this publicly. You're, you are preaching the gospel. This is, this is to me, when I, when I was uh, uh, looking at this, I was just so excited. I never looked at baptism that way before. So, of course, there were some questions about baptism that we all have. Um, is it necessary? Why do we do it? And, and I thought I knew the answers to those questions, and I was kind of surprised some of the discoveries that I made about it. Um, the important thing uh, that I want to make sure that you, we understand is that uh, it is not a requirement for salvation. I think Ephesians makes it pretty clear um, uh, saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish, and we don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. No, uh, God does both the making and the saving. There's an overwhelming amount of evidence to show that that uh, you know it, it's uh, that uh, baptism um, is is uh, uh, if if you're not baptized, you're not saved. However, to understand why there's a lot of confusion about that, um, I was struggling to find like an analogy of what we could compare baptism to. And one of the uh, one of the things that I really um, I think encapsulated what uh, baptism is like is a marriage ceremony. Okay, when we're uh, when, when you have a wedding, you could have a wedding without a ceremony, but they're typically together. They're part and parcel. Uh, and the performance of baptism is is analogous to this, where you have when when the couple exchange their vows and the minister pronounces them uh, husband and wife, a new reality is created in that moment. Uh, before they were single, now they're married in a new covenant. And, and baptism is similar to this, that before, you, uh, you are no longer what you were before. After the baptism, you are a new creation. And, uh, and you now have this new covenant with God. And it's funny because in the Bible, there's actually a, lot, a couple of verses where it hints at this relation between baptism and marriage, like in Ephesians 5.26. Or Ezekiel 16, uh, chap- uh, chapter uh, uh, 6, 14, and Ruth chapter 3. Uh, it, those are areas where, where we see this analogy between the two. Um, the other reason why uh, baptism is important is because, well, Jesus commanded it. Uh, here we see, and you'll recognize this is the Great Commission. Jesus, undeterred, went right ahead and gave this charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet, far and near, in this way of life, marking them by baptism in the threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 
Then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded you. I'll be with you as you do this, day after day, right up into the end of the age. Now, this, the Great Commission, uh, when I was looking at baptism and the importance, when I dug a little bit deeper into it, I, I discovered something that was, that was a little, that was really helpful and, and, and I think, you know, uh, was, wanted to really share with you. But I'm going to have to give you a warning because there's going to be a little bit of an English lesson that follows here. Okay? But stick with me. I'm going to, I, I try to simplify this as much as possible. Okay? First of all, I need to talk to you about what an imperative verb is, okay? All it is is a sentence that gives an order, okay? They don't leave room for any question or doubt, even if the sentence is politely said, okay? And then I'm going to talk about, let's see if it does the next one. It's not connecting. Oh, okay. Then we have the participle. A word from a verb that can be used as an adjective. Simply are ing words, like jumping, you know, walking, the, you know, the, 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 uh, they can be adjective. And in the Greek, typically participles end with ontis or entis added to the end of the word. So let's, uh, to, to, so an imperative verb tells you what to do. The participles tell you how to do it. Okay? For example, Picking up the toys, throwing away the trash, clean your room. It's pretty clear what the, the imperative verb here is. It's clean your room, but how do you do that? Well, the participles explain that, the ing words, by picking up the toys, throwing away the trash. Okay. Now, taking a look again at this verse, I'm going to highlight the, uh, there are three participles and one imperative verb in the Great Commission. Okay. And I've highlighted them here. Um, and if I if I if we take those words out, the, uh, here's the Greek. You can see which ones are the participles, the ones that are telling you how to do the action and what Jesus is commanding. Uh, this, uh, it, so you can, um, uh, here. So so if we were to break the Great Commission down, it would be uh, going, disciple, baptizing, and teaching. And I want to go briefly into each of these areas because I think we'll get a greater understanding of the, the component of how baptism fits in this command from Jesus uh, in this time. So the word going here, uh, um, well, let me first start with disciple because that's the imperative verb. Uh, in, the, in the Greek, here, disciple here is used as a verbal command. It's not a verb following a noun. A lot of translations has go make disciples. Um, but here, it's actually in the Greek, it's a verbal command. It's disciple. It's not make something like you would make a widget. You don't make a disciple. You know, you, you, know, you don't create a disciple. You disciple people, okay? So how do you disciple? Well, Jesus tells us. Um, by, well, the first part of simple I'm going to go into, going. The idea here is not actually like going on a, on a trip or going somewhere. Interestingly, that participle in the Greek conveys a continuous action that's already occurring. So it's already happening now. It would be like I would say, as you're going along in life, as you're doing what you're doing. Uh, uh, the Great Commission is not a world meant to, to literally go somewhere. It is a command to disciple as you're already going. Going where? Anywhere. You know, so, so some people, 
in the, in the Great Commission, there's some translations that say, go throughout the world. And, the, and, and when people see that, they're thinking, well, I need to go on a mission trip somewhere. I need to go travel. But the word world in the Greek, actually, the, 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 the word, it, it's translated, uh, it, the Greek is ethne. And the translation of that word is Gentiles. So what Jesus was trying to say was, you know, uh, go to the Gentiles. Because at that time, he didn't want the, the, the gospel to be spread like a, like, a, like a Jewish sect, like it would only be in that area. He wanted the world to be able to get that. And so he wanted to make sure that people would go and spread it to the Gentiles, to, 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 uh, to you and me. Um, so, uh, so that's the going. Um, I'm going to you do baptizing last. So the, the next one I'm going to talk about is teaching. The idea here is that I am to spend the time necessary with a baptized disciple, teaching them obedience to everything Jesus taught. And that has two very big implications. One, I'm going to have to teach them everything Jesus taught. And second, I'm going to have to be living that, the things that I teach. So Jesus is saying, go, go disciple, uh, or disciple, go by, by going, doing whatever you're doing, teaching them, you know, uh, how to do it. And then the last thing is baptizing. So um, the idea here is that, um, uh, is that I'm going to try to help people make a commitment to become a follower of Christ. How do we help people to be followers of Christ? Do we dare do it by sharing facts about Jesus and, and, and asking them to agree and ending in just a simple prayer? No, we do it by baptizing um baptizing them and this is and 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 when when um uh when in acts chapter 26 verse 40 uh, 26 through 40 um philip was going to meet with met with a man that had questions about the bible the guy was traveling he wanted to to meet with him and he answered the questions with a christ-centered answer and then he immediately led the man to be baptized so philip was going he discipled by baptizing, and then he helped the man to understand Jesus, and 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 then baptized him as an affirming act of his newfound faith. Uh, at the end, the guy was publicly declaring, like, "Look!" And that was his first time preaching the gospel. Like he was uh, uh, doing that. And the last thing that I wanted to kind of leave you with is that last part of the Great Commission: "I am with you even to the ends of the age." Jesus didn't just say, "Go and do," you know, you know do this. He's going to be with us through this whole process. Um, so let's get excited today about that. You know, we're, this is, you know, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be being baptized. Jesus is going to be present. Um, and it's something that I said today has you wondering, well, I've never really been baptized. Um, if you've never had that, that, that ceremony, if that, you've never, if that's never happened to you, I would tell you, don't think about it. Just do it. It always follows, uh, in the Bible, like conversion, baptism, uh, so I would encourage you this morning to, to uh, consider and just go ahead and, and uh, do it. We have plenty of time. There's enough water, so <laughs> we're good. So um, uh, uh, I guess if uh, uh, I guess if the, the leaders wanted to, if you need prayer this morning uh, before we go out there, uh, we'll have people here at the front um, that can 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 talk to you. Uh, and thank you very much. Okay. All right.
Can, can we say who he is? Can we, can we say who he is? He's kind of a mystery. We don't know. This is Juan Yeves. He's been with us at this church since he was a teenager. No, teenager. And um, they, he and his wife have led children's ministry. They've led small groups. They're wonderful people. And uh, we are just so appreciative to have them in, in our church. Father, thank you for the goodness of your word that tells us about how to live. And we're not left sort of guessing, how do we do this thing called life? How do we do this thing called being a Christian? And I thank you in Jesus' name that uh, we have this invitation, even now as Juan has made to us again, to be discipled to be, and to be discipling, to be discipled, whatever that verb is. And Lord, thank you for the work in his life through these many years as he has been a follower of you, as he has been joined by an incredible woman and now with two children. God, bless their family. Fill them with the richness of your kingdom and might you lead in all the ways that you have in mind for them. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you would like prayer, uh, we'll have a few more people be up here at the front. Uh, happy to talk with you. If you have not been baptized and you are moved uh, to be baptized by immersion, we'd be happy to do that today. Um, you can do it in full clothing and get back in your car all wet and soggy, sobby, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal probably unless you have leather seats. So um, we would be happy to do that uh, if you would uh, like the, the baptisms up in Bernie. Almost burning, so it's a ways away. There's maps, or maybe not maps, there's directions. Use your GPS, and we'll see you there later. If you'd like prayer, we're up here to do that.